Selection Sunday Sleepers Podcast is here. There's an energy in the building right now. There's a buzz. There's madness in the air. I can taste it. I can smell it. And I'm on the phone with someone who might not be able to taste or smell that madness. It's Carter Elliott. Carter, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm holding up. Uh, if any of you guys didn't get Greg's, uh, you know, whatever kind of joke that was, I have contracted the vid, um, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I'm here for the madness. It's actually my birthday tomorrow and March Madness. And unfortunately, I have contracted the disease. Um, I'm doing all right. I had a couple symptoms, but uh, I'm not going to lie. It sucks. Um, so it's definitely got me rethinking um, any picks and bets I'm going to make on teams that have contracted the virus because this shit's no joke um i'm like tired from getting up and off the couch to be honest so i i look like such an asshole and i am an asshole because i'm just like laughing as you go through this but i've been talking to you throughout the day i know you're in good spirits you're doing relatively well uh obviously it's no joke scary stuff everybody's got you in our thoughts and prayers big fella we love you make a full recovery tough week for you that this is the NCAA tournament and your birthday tomorrow and you got the vid, but I believe in you. If there's anybody who can get through this, it's going to be big cat himself. Hey, the only thing that's keeping me going right now, honestly, is the fact that we had the tournament. Like that's like, thank the heavens. Thank the stars above that. We had the tournament. It's been a, what, how many days was it, Greg? I believe you made a tweet. How many days was it since we had a uh, March Madness? 700 something, 720 Dude, maybe. That, like that's, that is not okay. Like we got it. Selection Sunday is happened. The bracket is out. It's happening. Like, let's go. This is the best time of the year. The best sporting event of the year, bar none. I have more true, pure joy just exuding from me spiritually than I have had in 700 days. Uh, just watching like Greg Gumble go through the teams, just a rush. What a thrill. I forgot what this was like. I never thought this was going to be back. I know it sounds stupid, but like there was a legitimate chance we were not going to have this tournament. And here we are. Right. It, I, we were talking about it. We didn't want to put that energy in the air, but like there were some teams pulling out of like their conference tournaments. I was like, no, not again. Like, please, yep. no, for the love of God. But we're good. We're, it's going to happen. The tournament's happening. We're good. So a couple things off the top, uh, just housekeeping for this episode. We are going to go through the entire bracket. We're going to pick winners for every single game. And we're going to treat this not like it's Greg's bracket, not like it's Carter's <clears> bracket, <throat> but like it is a bracket for the people. We are going to try to let our personal biases leave them behind. And we're going to make the picks that people need to know. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, before that, we do just want to give some general thoughts on – the bracket itself, matchups, certain things. And even before that, we should probably announce we are going to do a sleepers bracket contest. Of course. Yeah, might as well. And we are doing a sleepers bracket contest the way it should be done. Winner take all, baby. There's no getting your money back for second. There's no third place pat on the back certificate of participation. No. Pick it all right. Pick against everyone else. If you win, you win all the money. So let's get it. Winner take all, baby. Yeah, we don't reward second place here. We don't reward losers. Go go, take it all. Be confident in yourself. Make the picks. Cut down the nets. Climb the stepladder and do that thing. Let's so get it. It's March. Hopefully, hopefully we can get a ton of people. Here's the details. It's an ESPN bracket challenge. It's a private group. The group name is Sleepers Media, capital S, capital M, 
space in between. Sleepers Media. The password is all lowercase sleep. Password is sleep. And to enter, it's a $20 contest. Send it to the sleepers Venmo. We got the business Venmo set up, baby. You know we official. At Sleepers Media on Venmo. Cart just set that up literally a minute ago, and I feel really official because of that. That's right. We got it. We're going to have it all through the Sleepers Media Venmo. There's no, you know, funny business, nothing going on. Got the account set up. The money's going to stay in there. Every entrant is going to be in there. Your name will be in there. Uh, if you do send the money to the Venmo, go ahead and send your name with it, just in case you guys got a Venmo name that's not your name for some reason. If it's not, uh, you might want to grow up. But just send your name with the with actual, you know, money you send over. And, you know, we'll uh, once the tournament's over tally it up and the winner will get it all and maybe and and maybe some sleepers gear maybe if we're feeling good i don't know from the sleeper shop yeah possibly we'll think i'll think about it wow okay so you'll find the info for this bracket challenge again on twitter we will be posting that probably on all the social media platforms uh tell your friends spread the word let's get this as many people in this as possible good luck to all entrants and before we get into thoughts on the bracket, Carter, I do want to just acknowledge what I am wearing. This is an IO Dasumu, Illinois jersey. I have put my personal bias aside, much like we're about to with this bracket, to say congratulations to Illinois, to their players, their fans, and even that asshole Brad Underwood for just winning a legitimate banner in the Big Ten tournament, and they look nasty right now. I think one of the biggest developments of sleepers this year has been like how we viewed Brad Underwood, like throughout the year. Like I just like had like such a, uh, I was like a Brad Underwood fan. Like he was one of those coaches that like, even though he's not my coach and not my team, like I loved him like a Chris Beard type from Texas tech. Like I just, I love the dude, but for some reason, like I just can't, he just rubs me the wrong way now. I'm just not, I'm just not an Underwood guy like that anymore, but the boys are hooping. You can't deny that at all. It's been such a love-hate relationship with Illinois. Like preseason, you and I loved them, said they were the best team in the Big Ten, said they were going to be such a fun team to watch. Then they kind of struggled through the conference season. People forgot about them. We left them on our national title list the whole year. We never lost faith. Mm-hmm. And then they just started being assholes and claiming titles that weren't theirs. And now everything's clicking, and it's taking everything within me to not they hate were- them. They were giving they were giving me big time LA Clippers front runner vibes. And I cannot stand the Clippers vibes from last year. Like that was my biggest pet peeve in hoop of all time. Yeah. So I I hate that I had to watch, you know, Illinois kind of become that throughout the year. But like we said, we're gonna put those types of feelings aside. The bracket is the bracket. All right. And you know, we do have some emotional stuff in there, but at the same time, it's March madness so we got to put that stuff aside they're still hooping they're playing extremely well right now no one can deny that so you know kudos to them kudos congratulations Illini all right let's get into thoughts on the bracket cart uh what was your initial impression after the bracket was released I know you've got some thoughts on the Spartans man hey if anybody from the committee is listening to this or if anybody who listens to this has a family member on the committee kiss my ass that we are in the playing game how dare y'all i can't believe that bro we got syracuse getting in not even one of the last four in and these dudes beat what north carolina by two points that's it that's the only one they got 
get that shit out of here, man. I can't believe they got us playing on the playing game against UCLA. Like, stop that. All for TV ratings, too. I cannot believe that shit. Y'all really got me. Ooh, I, have I said the F word on this podcast? Yes, many times. I have? I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, eyes to the camera. Y'all have me so fucked up. The fact that we are playing in the playing game. I don't know who you think you are, but I will find you. I hope that every single commute on the way to work, you hit every red light. And every time you hit shuffle on your iPod, Chance the Rapper comes on. How fucking dare y'all? All right. Let's, this is supposed to be a family show. I apologize for Carter's uh, intensity here. but Kiss I, my ass. I'm going to spin on this, cart. Why does Michigan State deserve to be out of the play-in game? Beat Maryland one out of two times in the last two weeks. I mean, stuff happens. I mean, they, they got dog walked by Maryland twice. And if they win one of those games. I'm, okay, I'm just saying. Okay, this, the, the consistency is what I'm asking for here. Why why is why is Syracuse in consistency easily? Is not I'm a word that should like, be used. With we, the there's Michigan all this State talk Spartan. about quad ones, quad this, quad that. My quad hurts. His quad doesn't hurt. Like, And then, like, I just feel like they pick and choose when certain things come into play. That's all I'm all I'm asking for is consistency here. I just think this is the truth, is that Michigan State had a really bad year, and it yes. came back to bite them. Yes. And if we're being honest, if they lose one of those three top five wins that they got, which was great, if they lose one of those, they miss the tournament, is what's clear to me today. And I don't think Michigan State fans or writers realize that. I think people thought they were a lot more comfortably in than they truly are. I was sweating, and I'm not even a Michigan State fan. When it got to that last bracket, and you know Michigan's in that, you know Maryland's still coming, it's like, oh, my God, are they not going to be in this? But, I mean, Louisville got left out. It could be worse. And to me, Louisville's objectively a better basketball team than Michigan State was this year. So I I think Spartan fans should not be as upset as everybody Louisville couldn't beat Duke. Spartan dogs can't relate. Michigan State couldn't beat Northwestern. And a lot of other Big Ten teams. Did Louisville like, beat Northwestern? I look. All I'm saying is, you're in. The streak continues. You can run that little thing in the background at half court at the Brez. Cool, you did it. You got your goal. Congrats. You're in the playing game. Don't be so bitter about it. Here's the opportunity. I think Tom Izzo said that to Aaron Henry. We got the same opportunity the one seeds. No, 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 no. This I got. I got an agenda though. My bitterness. We need this. We need this as fuel. We need to embrace. We need to. We need to hashtag embrace the hate. We'll see. We'll we'll get into matchups with Michigan State. I have some thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm I think I tweeted a couple of weeks ago to Todd Zollinger, one of the JUCO Advocate guys that we interviewed. BYU Michigan State, sign me up. So. Hey, that's okay. But okay. Besides this aside, you know everything else aside, and you know the fact that we're getting disrespected with the playing game. I think the draw. I'm I'm really cool with because Pac-12. Conference of Champions, no, not like strike no fear in me. A team with Matt Harms at center, no, thank you, no fear at all. Like so, I'm good with that. We'll see. Uh, okay, so other other impressions and thoughts. I mean, what jumped out at you? Anything specifically with like a region being super tough or a mm. team getting screwed? Mm, I think Loyola got screwed. We talked about that. Um, Big screw. I think they got screwed with their seating, but I'm 
you know, the thought of a Illinois Loyola game is exciting as hell to me as a fan of the game to watch that. Uh, I think Gonzaga has an easy road to the final four. Um, I think those are the two things that really jumped out at me. Um, oh, and the fact that that Missouri Oklahoma game is the most boring game on the bracket to me. <laughs> and the fact that North Carolina might be uh, Wisconsin by 80. God, we can hope. That's a dream. Yeah, I, I laughed at the fact that the accountants got uh, as bad of a draw as they could. That makes me very genuinely happy. I think, uh, like you said, Loyola-Illinois is going to be a really fun game, but I, I feel for Loyola. Um, I mean, they statistically, metrics-wise, are a top-10 team in the country, and they're seated like they're not even a top-25 team. That stinks. I think uh, Michigan fans should be pretty happy with their draw. I think if Isaiah Livers was healthy, you're looking at this like it's a cakewalk. And I know you may feel a little differently. LSU is underseeded as an eight seed for sure. I'm surprised to see them on that line. But if that's the biggest gripe with them potentially getting to the elite eight, then that's something I think you live with as a Michigan team right now without Isaiah. Um, I actually disagree with you about Gonzaga straw. And we'll get more into that later. But a lot of the teams that scare me are in Baylor and Illinois region. Like a lot of the teams seated like two through six to seven that really terrified me as sleeper final four runs are on that right side of the bracket. So we'll see. Interesting, uh, interesting draws all around. Funny that Michigan and Michigan State are in the same region. I think I made a joke on Twitter that they're like, this is probably the best opportunity for them to meet in the NCAA tournament ever, even though state has a little extra work to do, but man, what they both got to win three games four for Michigan state to get there. Well, hey, oh, that'd be the, that'd be the ultimate sleepers uh, post episode. We probably had to do an episode during that game, <laughs> to be honest. We for sure will. And I notice I say will not would, because I'm not writing out that that's a possibility. We'll see. Um, okay, any final thoughts before we get right into the bracket and start discussing individual games and making some picks? Uh, I'm interested to see how me and you are going to do on this. I think this is our second time as sleepers filling out a bracket. We used to, we filled out one back in the day before sleepers even got going. Uh, for real, for real. We had Roby, Andrew Robeson as our third person calling in from his car, helping being the decider. But, uh, just so you all know, me and G have talked about how we're going to do these brackets. We are going to be, uh, you know, practical in this. I'm not going to pick Texas Southern to upset Michigan. I'm not going to do it. I'm leaving that stuff aside. And uh, we also have a coin to decide if we are on different, uh, different sides of things. And we also have a veto rule, I believe, if you want to explain that, Greg. Yeah, so each region, we are both individually going to get one veto. And if needed, Carter, we can veto each other's veto. So like, if I know Carter's just going to veto, okay, Michigan gets upset by LSU. I can hold my veto in the back pocket and veto his veto. And then we have a a little coin flip there. (laughs) So that is how it's going to work. Each get one per region. That is it. And we have to use that one prior to the round of the final four. So the elite eight round is the last round that we can use our vetoes. Um, I think that's it. I think we've hit on rules. We'll get right into this. I have a coin that I will be flipping every time. And, and can, we, can, can we get a, can we get a visual of that coin? 
you know, yeah, it is heads and tails, right? It's we got heads and tails here. I don't know if you can see, probably too much light, but it's a standard okay. quarter. No, I got I caught a glimpse of it. Okay. Solid and coin, solid coin. I uh actually it's a state coin. It's a Rhode Island state coin. Just to be clear. And flipping technique, we're gonna do a flip, catch, clap. Okay. So it's not a flip catch look, it's a flip catch clap over the top, and then I will tell everybody what it is and i will be honest all right let's get right into it and normally we kind of skate over the play-in games and just say like are you picking a play-in team or are you picking a, the other side but i don't think we can do that so why don't we do the two 11 seed play-in games first okay. we will not waste time on the 16 seeds but let's start with wichita drake and then obviously we'll do michigan state so wichita state versus drake thoughts on the game and who are you picking so personally, there is some things that I think need to develop within this next week. Um, Drake is missing one of their best players, um, and I don't know if he will be back. He was out for the end of the year and the conference tournament. Um, but this Drake team is really good. Uh, for all the betters out there, they were the most profitable team in college basketball this year betting against the spread. So if you were a better and you bet on a team, Drake was a team you want to bet on. Uh, I'm not sold on Wichita State, to be honest. I think that they had a big win earlier in the year against Houston that kind of got them into the tournament, but they had some bad losses on the year and they weren't really convincing in the A10, I'm sorry, the American tournament. So I'm going to go with Drake in this game. I'm also going with Drake. Uh, Ken Palm is like my Bible for a lot of these games that I haven't seen a ton of each team. And these teams are pretty similar profile-wise as far as how good they are offensively, defensively. The difference is Drake is a lot better offensively. Drake's 19th best offense, according to Ken Palm. Both teams' defenses are in the 100s, and Wichita State's def or offense is 56th. So I, I think Drake is going to be energized also, like mentality-wise. I don't think they were expecting to make this tournament, and I think they're going to be excited to have an opportunity if they are healthy, like you mentioned. I like them to come out of that game. So we agree on the first game. We'll go with Drake. Crazy. One's crazy that we agree too. I, I love that we can, you know, reference Ken Palm and he actually came on our show. Like that <laughs> is still the wildest thing to me. We've been around the block, man. We've had some athletes. We've had some coaches. We've had some media people. It's been a good year. All right. Love it, man. A lot but, more to uh, come. Stay low and build. Right. Sir. All right. The, the second of the play-in games, it is a play-in game. The 11 seeds. Michigan State, UCLA. Nice little Thursday night or Thursday afternoon tip. Can't wait. Pump for that one. Uh, Cart, why don't you give your reasoning why you will have Michigan State beating UCLA? Why are you uh, Why are you assuming I'm picking Michigan State? Because you will have them to at least the round of 32 without question. <laughs> no, I do uh, have Michigan State in this game. And I think basically it's because – I think a team that would strike the most fear in me is a team that we don't really match up with well, um, especially a team with a killer point guard or a bigger point guard. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of confident that we can hold up with a bigger person down low, but like a high level, maybe an NBA level point guard is something that scares me, like an IO type person. Tiger Campbell does not strike any type of fear in me at point guard. He is <laughs> tiny. Um, he's not someone who I think is really going to beat us. Uh, I think UCLA's best player is Chris Smith, and he's not in this game. He's out for the year with a torn ACL. 
Cody Riley doesn't strike any fear in me. Jamie Jackez is a okay player. I'm, you know, Mick Cronin is okay. It's just, UCLA is just an okay team. The Pac-12 is an okay conference to me this year. Uh, we play way better teams than UCLA and beat them. So I think that we beat UCLA. We've also lost to bad teams like UCLA, so who knows. But I'm rocking with State in this one. We ain't so, losing no playing game. So UCLA, uh, I was shocked to see them in the play-in spot. Maybe I've just not paid enough attention over recent weeks, but I, I thought UCLA was securely in the tournament. Come to find out they've lost four straight games. Now those four straight games were to Colorado, Oregon, USC, and then the crazy overtime game against Oregon State. But like three of those losses are, are good teams. Two of them were on the road. So I don't totally blame them. There was a point in time this season, Carter, that UCLA – was 17 and five before losing four straight games. I think UCLA has more consistently been a good team this season than Michigan State has been. Like, we don't know what type of team Michigan State will be who, who, Thursday who night. They, who have they played? I mean, all the Pac 12 teams. Let me pull their schedule up. Dude, the Pac 12 is so mid. They beat, yeah, Marquette's their best non conference win, and then the Pac 12. Like that, just mid. Beat Arizona twice. Beat Colorado. Beat Marquette. Are their three best wins? Yeah, that ain't that ain't tipping the needle for me. So I, I mean, I also think they're more talented without being too anti-Michigan State. Like Johnny Juzang is, uh, what he was a former Kentucky guy, right? Tiger yeah. Campbell's a guy that I, I wasn't he recruited by Michigan State at one point. Yeah, like way back when he was young, but we thought he'd have a growth spurt. You would take Tiger Campbell as your starting point guard if given the option, though, right? I take myself as state's starting point guard <laughs> given the option. Exactly. So I, I, other than just Tom Izzo being the coach, I don't think there's a ton that tells me Michigan State is better than UCLA. Um, but just out of the spirit of goodwill, I'll take the Spartans in this game. Although I really probably do think UCLA is a better team. So there you go. Thanks for your petty pick. Michigan State moves on. All right, let's go to the top of the West now. Gonzaga, the overall number one undefeated versus the winner of the play-in game, Norfolk State and Appalachian State. Gonzaga. Gonzaga as well. No need for commentary there. To the 8-9 line where you claim this is the most boring game in the tournament. The eight seed Oklahoma Sooners, the nine seed Missouri Tigers. Can I say I don't care? <laughs> Why? Why is this game boring to you? Because I actually think it's going to be an interesting one. I'm just, I don't know. Like, maybe it's the better in me, but Missouri's really pissed me off this year. They lost me a lot of money. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but, you know, they're, they're an older team uh, who's played in a really good conference in the SEC. Uh, but Oklahoma's also been battle tested this year. And they, you know, at one point in the year were a top 10 team in the country. Uh, had a, you know, kind of a tough stretch these past couple games. Lost a lot of close games. Uh, even that game, they were getting blown out against Kansas. They came back and made that a game. Austin Reeves is a really good player. Emoja Gibson's got a strap. I'm, you know, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a really good, it's, it's going to be a really good guard matchup, I think, in this game. And I think I'm going to go with the older guards. So I'm going to go with Missouri in this game. So I've got a number and a stat for you on Oklahoma. Since 
February, since February 1st, Oklahoma has won one game against a team that is not Iowa State. That's bad. That is I mean, bad. I mean, their record as a whole is four and six in that time span, but three of those four wins came against Iowa State, two of them by single digits. And Iowa State is – and for, for anyone who doesn't know out there, Iowa State is maybe one of the worst teams in Division One basketball this year. Yeah, they're awful. So I think I, something's happened to this Oklahoma team. I don't know what it is because early in the season, they were playing kind of undervalued on the betting lines. They were knocking off good teams, and you could make a lot of money on them. But somewhere along the way, a switch flipped, and they've been really awful for over a month and a half now. I'm shocked that they are on the eight line. I think there's a lot of love for Big 12 teams, but I compare Oklahoma to like a UCLA team right now with how they both ended the season. I don't really see that much of a difference. Brady Manick is the hick from French Lick. He wants to be Larry Bird, but he's just really not that good. Missouri, while they've Brick from French Lick. Missouri, while they've been weird, like they're still battle tested, right? They have better wins, I think, than Oklahoma at least has shown in the last two months. I can't get that image of Missouri taking Illinois. Uh, in didn't they beat Illinois? I yeah, they, they beat Illinois by three in the non-conference. I was going to say taking them to the wire, but I'm like, no, Missouri won that game. I can't get that image out of my head. Somewhere deep down, there is a really good team in this Missouri team, Drew Smith, Mark Smith. So I, I think Missouri wins this one. I'm with you. All right, Missouri advances to the 5-12 Creighton versus UC Santa Barbara. Creighton coming off a 30-point thrashing of a loss to Georgetown. They've got the drama going on with the plantation remarks from McDermott, their head coach. I don't know a thing about UC Santa Barbara other than what I've been researching for the last hour, but I was pretty shocked to see them on the 12 line card. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, I, I think we, I didn't have the time to do the crazy research that I wanted, but you know, despite what happened to Creighton in that Big East championship game. I think they just ran to a buzzsaw of some Madison Square Garden magic. That was Georgetown on that run. But I still think they're a good team. Um, and I think it's going to be always popular in situations like this for people to pick the 12 seed over the five seed. But I'm not going to – I'm not um, in on that one. I'm not in on UC Santa Barbara. So I'm still going with Creighton in this game. Yeah, so UC Santa Barbara has not played a team this season that finished in the top 100 on Ken Palm. Uh, I get they have a good record. They've got some nice numbers when you look into it, but I, I am pretty shocked. This is a 12-seeded team. I think they're one of the weaker 12 seeds in memory that I've been able to just look up numbers on. So while I don't really believe or like this Creighton team much at all, I think you got to pick Creighton. Yep. All right, we're, we're agreeing a ton right now. Let's see if this changes. 4-13, Virginia against Ohio. And correct me if I'm wrong, you love a certain guard on the Ohio roster. Jason Preston, dog. He's a bad, bad man. This dude has been hooping. Uh, he's been hooping his whole career, but he came onto the scene this year. He had some really big games this year, especially against Illinois. They took Illinois to the brink this year. That's the one that everyone's going to point to. But they got other pieces on this team. They got a wing. I want to say his name is Ben Vanderplas. A uh, really good kind of undersized wing. Can stretch the floor. Uh, this is a really good team. Um, but 
as much as I want to pick Ohio because I love these upsets, I love Preston, and I know a lot of people are going to be picking Ohio. Virginia is still Virginia. Tony Bennett is still Tony Bennett. I don't think they're going to let a first-round slip-up happen like they had a couple years ago with UNBC. I think they avoid that, kind of get over the hump, you know, shake that stigma. I'm still going to roll Virginia in this game. So one of my biggest gripes with this bracket that I didn't mention at the top when I should have is that all of the like 12 and lower seeded teams that I just on paper want to pick to make runs match up with higher seeded teams that I really believe in. Like I, I don't really have a lot of spots that I can pick that I truly think an underdog's going to win, even though I want to. Yeah. Like there's a lot, there was a, there could, there's a lot of teams in this bracket that if you would have picked against Ohio instead of Virginia, I'm yeah. picking Ohio easily. And I'm not like even thinking twice about it, but like this Virginia team, I still think is really good. Um, I mean, Huff, Hauser, the better Hauser brother, uh, non takeover mode, Kihei Clark, as long as he knows his role. I mean, they got a really good team. I like, I like Even their wings. Like Casey Morsell's been nice lately. Justin McCoy's been coming on Trey Murphy. Right. Like they, they, they have a lot of guys. And I think there's a big difference between this Virginia team and some of the fluky Virginia teams from the mid 2010s. Um, not as good, not as top end talent as the team that made the final four run, obviously, or made the national championship run, but they're a sneaky good team. Maybe sneaky great team. Ken Palm has them 11th. Uh, I really like this Virginia team. And I also like, if you think about the bracket in pods, not just like first game, I love the little pod Virginia's in where they're going to face either Creighton or UC Santa Barbara too. Mm -hmm. So let's move Virginia. Virginia makes the second round Uh, down to the six 11 game USC versus Drake, who we had beating Wichita state. What do you got for this one? I got Drake. (laughs) This is wild. We're agreeing on everything. I got Drake too. Yeah, I think I think USC they got Evan Mobley and I honestly from what I've seen maybe I haven't watched enough USC this year and I probably haven't but from what I've seen is they got Evan Mobley and every like the rest of the team is kind of mid to be honest. Like I'm not really impressed with their guard play. Ethan Anderson's tough as hell, but like he's not really a high level, you know, take over the game type guard or anything like that. Um Mobley's brother's okay, but he ain't Evan Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley is a real fucking deal, by the way, folks. If you didn't know, he is really like that on both ends of the floor. But I think that you can game plan around him. I think Drake have a good enough staff coach and, you know, game plan type play to game plan around him. So, you know, I'm I'm going with Drake on this one. I'm fading the Pac-12 all tournament, gonna, by the way. I was going to so say, you know. this is pretty clearly a fade the Pac-12 motion by you, which I respect. I don't know that I'm as hard stance fade the Pac-12, but I am fading this USC team. Uh, I think whichever team, Wichita State or Drake, wins that first game, I like them in the matchup against USC. They're just mm-hmm. sloppy. Like all the USC games I've watched this year, kind of out of control. Like you can tell they're super talented, but they don't really play the game on their own terms. I do have an Evan Mobley hot take that he should be the runaway first pick in the draft at this point. Like I'm – I'm stunned every time I watch that guy. He had a closeout in the Pac-12 tournament where, like, it was a two-on-one fast break, and he stopped the ball above the three-point line in the center of the floor, and they had a wide-open kick to the corner, and he just, like, blocked a shot that would be a wide-open three for anybody anybody else in the country. 
He's insane. He reminds me of Jared Jackson, but like with a lot more talent offensively. Runaway number one pick. Wow. I really do. And we can get into some of my Cade takes later, but that's not really huge shade at Cade Cunningham. I just think Mobley's that special. It's not. Anyways, that like the point is for you to have someone I'm that high on and me to still pick against you means I don't love your coaching staff. I don't love the surrounding pieces around Evan Mobley. And I think even if USC were to win this game, their run is not one that I would expect to be a multi-round run. So give me Drake. Drake advances. And at some point we have to disagree, but it's probably not going to be this next game. Kansas against Eastern Washington. Kansas. I'm going Kansas as well. Anything on Eastern Washington that we should say that makes you think like maybe they could knock off Kansas? Kansas coming off COVID. Yeah. uh, I mean, depending on who has it, I don't know, but even even so, no. Okay. I'll move the Jayhawks as well to the 7-10 game, Oregon versus VCU. You fade in the Pac-12? I'm fading the Pac-12, and I'm buying stock in Bones and Island. So I'm going VCU. I'm taking VCU in this game. I, I, I don't know if I'm just basing too much off this Pac-12 tournament, but I swear to God, I am really fading the Pac-12, man. Like, it's just not It's just not it to me. It's, you know, the whole Conference of Champions thing that Bill Walton talked about, mm, nah, that's, that's just not it. Uh, so – I Bones Highland, like, let's talk about him for a minute. He's one of my favorite players in the country. Maybe my top five favorite players in the country. If you haven't seen him, the kid's a stud. He's a future pro. He's got a shifty offensive game. I've compared him to Karis LeVert. I see some Jamal Crawford in him. He's lanky. He's long. He can defend, but he also has to do a lot for this VCU team. And I think Oregon has a lot more talent across the board in their rotation and from what I saw in VCU today against St. Bonaventure, that was yeah, not that a team was, that looks primed to make a run in March. That that's very true. That is very true. But like his name is Bones. <laughs> like that, like that is literally what March runs are made of having a point guard who's an elite level NBA type talent, and he goes by Bones. <laughs> like that's that enough is, you know, plus fade in the Pac-12 is enough for me to pick VCU in this game. Okay. I'm taking Oregon. Uh, and I did, I had an article a couple of years ago when sleepers had a website that was like the five things you need to see in every Cinderella team that can make a run. And like player names was a very key part of that. They got to pass the eye oh, test. Yeah, they got to sure. have player names. So yeah, I, Bones sure. could be that guy. Uh, I, I have Oregon in this game. Also, while they did have the fluke loss to Oregon state, Oregon has won 11 of their last 13, 11 of their last 12 prior to that Oregon state loss. So it's not like they haven't been playing good ball. And uh, another shout out to the Juco advocate guys. Chris Duarte was named the Juco player of the year. Juco player of the year. So I, I like Oregon. Uh, Let's flip the coin. So what you want, are you going to be heads or tails? You're always heads, aren't you? Yeah. Always big heads. You hate tails never fails. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I hate that. Okay, so you're going to be heads. I'm going to be tails for the duration of these flips. Flip number one. It's heads. Bones. BCU advances. Carter's 1-0 in coin tosses against me. To the 215 line, Iowa against Grand Canyon. No question, I'm going Iowa. Going Iowa, too. Only chance they would have is that this game was at full capacity at Grand Canyon because they have a great – 
home court advantage. And even so, uh, Iowa. Can I give you my quick Iowa spiel so we don't have to do it later? Yeah, I'm ready for it. This Iowa team can make a legit run in this tournament. And people want to act like they don't have a defense that's good enough. Their defense has been like middle of the pack Big Ten, not historically worst in the Big Ten like usual. And in fact, if you do like just sort by the last month of games, Iowa has a top 10 defense in the country in the last month. So they're playing good ball on that side of the ball. They just lost to Illinois because everyone's losing to Illinois. And if you're just writing off Fran McCaffrey in this tournament, I think that's a mistake. And I also like this draw for Iowa. Again, it's about pods. Do you like, do you see the eight teams before they get to the elite eight? Who's going to knock them off? I like this Iowa draw. That, that, and that, this is why you come to sleepers, folks. G's bringing the stats. The research is there. We do the research. It's there. He's giving you, he's giving you this info. Just make sure your ears are open. Write them off at your own discretion, folks. Okay. Do you want to go to the Sweet 16 in this bracket? Or do you want to jump down to the next one? I think we should go to the Sweet 16 in this bracket. Okay. Yeah, I like that too. And then we both. So we have two more rounds we can use our vetoes for. Uh, let's go Gonzaga against Missouri in the sweet 16 in the West. I got Gonzaga, but I, I think that game's dicier than people think. Yeah. I got Gonzaga too. And I don't think I said this earlier. I actually think both Oklahoma or not Oklahoma, but Missouri is pretty underseeded at the nine line. Like I think they're a really good nine seed. Yeah. I mean, they're, I think they're one of the teams as a tale of like, they were playing extremely well to start the year. And they just kind of had some issues, uh, just having a tough time winning games. Sometimes it's hard to win games, but uh, <laughs> definitely a sneaky good team. Uh, okay, so Gonzaga skates to the Sweet 16. Creighton against Virginia. I, I think Virginia is a horrible matchup for Creighton and the much better team. Yep. I'm with you. Okay. We move Virginia. That leaves us with Drake who won the playing game and just knocked off USC against Kansas. You going full Cinderella mode on Drake? I'm not going full Cinderella. Hey, oh. hashtag, hashtag not my Missouri Valley Conference team. I'm going uh, I'm going with Kansas. So this, this kills me because, like, obviously we're partial to the Loyola Ramblers. We just had Drew on the show. Like, if Drake and Loyola could swap draws here, I mean, I'd already be penciling Loyola into the Sweet 16. Facts. Drake's just not that good. And while I like them against the sloppy USC team, I think Kansas and Bill Self just have a proven record. In March, Jalen Wilson, Oche Baji are potentially NBA guys. So, yeah, I think Kansas would steamroll a Drake team in that matchup. I agree. All right, Bones Highland and VCU versus the Iowa Hawkeyes. Like I said, I love Iowa. So no question for me there. Yeah, Iowa for me too. And it would be Iowa for me if Oregon advanced in this game too, just so everyone knows. Okay. All right, we're into the Sweet 16. This 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 region is just like the possibility of rematches and revenge games. I kind of like that. It is. So Gonzaga, like a lot of people like you even at the top said this is an easy bracket for Gonzaga, but there's some teams that have scouted Gonzaga. There's some teams that like, we know it's hard to beat a team three times. Maybe it's hard to beat a team twice. Gonzaga's going to have to go through Virginia, could potentially have to go through Kansas, could potentially have to go through Iowa again. 
I don't know, man. I, I don't think Gonzaga necessarily wanted that to happen while they made the great non-conference run. Like people said, part of why there's a lot of respect for Gonzaga was how difficult their non-conference schedule was. They basically have their entire non-conference schedule in their bracket again right now. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so I don't know. Gonzaga, Virginia. Um, I'm not bold enough to pick Virginia here, but I will say I think it's a pretty nightmare matchup for Gonzaga to have to worry about the Virginia brand of basketball, the tempo, the grinded out defense. Like it's just so such a contrast to how Gonzaga wants to play that if they're off like they were against BYU, that can go south real quick. You know, yeah, I I definitely think that, of course, that game won't be a blowout like it was in the first matchup. Um, When you have a great coach like Tony Bennett, you know, he's able to make adjustments and he's able to basically use that first game as a um, just, you know, use that film to kind of make adjustments for this next game. But I still think that Gonzaga is just a completely well-oiled machine at this point. And I'm still, you know, penciling them in to make it to the final four. So I'm going with Gonzaga, but it'll be a really good and close game. I think though. I will, I will go with Gonzaga as well. Um, I do just want to say about Gonzaga's draw in general, Virginia is by far the highest four seed on Ken Palm. Iowa is the highest two seed on Ken Palm. Kansas, I believe, Oh, they're the second highest three seed. They're right behind Arkansas on Kempom. But that's, I mean, they got a tough draw, people. Don't don't buy in that they're just going to float through this. But all right, Gonzaga makes don't the buy in, Don't buy into what Carter said at the top of the show. Well, don't, don't buy in as we just all agree that Gonzaga wins all three of these games. Gonzaga's in the Elite Eight. That leaves us with Kansas and Iowa. I'm going, I'm going with the Hawkeyes. I'm going with the Hawkeyes as well. This Hawkeye, like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with you on people. Like, I don't know why they're hate. Like, Iowa's really fucking good. Like, outside of Luka Garza, they're really good. Like, Joe Wee's camp to me is an NBA wing. Yeah. And if they have CJ Frederick at even 80% of what he was, they got him. If Jordan Bohannon's hitting shots, I mean, this is a good team. Keegan Murray off the bench. I mean, they they all play really extremely well together. They got a great coach. They got, like, what it takes to make a run in March. So, like, let's stop disrespecting Iowa. The team that Iowa is statistically closest to on Kempom and, like, the top 25 is Baylor. There's not a huge difference. They're one spot away from each other, like, offensively, defensively. They map really similarly to each other. So, if you take Baylor seriously as a championship contender, I would tell you – that maybe you should look at Iowa the same way. And this sets up one of the funnest possible matchups we could get from this tournament, which would be Gonzaga-Iowa round two. In the Elite Eight, Carter, this is the last round that you and I can use our vetoes. And I'm going to go to you first. Who do you have advancing to the Final Four? I got Gonzaga going to the Final Four. I am not ignorant enough to use my veto on the Iowa Hawkeyes that I love. Um, Gonzaga makes the final four for me as well. Greg's just, will, Greg's just scared of the people in Spokane getting on his ass again. I'm not. I'm not. I will say this. Well, two things. One, I'm if I'm more scared of the people from the UM Hoops forums getting on my ass than I am the <laughs> Gonzaga people. They hate me in my Iowa love. They've hated it all season. But 
if if this plays out this way, where Gonzaga has to go Missouri, Virginia, Iowa, just to get to a Final Four, the two-day turnaround prep from Virginia to Iowa is going to be incredibly difficult. For sure. So we'll see. It might not play out that way, but if it does – I will not be shocked if Gonzaga loses, and I say that again as we both unanimously pick them to the Final Four. Okay, sh- let's move. Let's go to the East bracket now where Michigan Wolverines are the one seed against playing, uh, what is it, Mount St. Mary's versus Texas Southern. And the Michigan State Spartans are the number 11 seed. <laughs> All right, Michigan's going to advance, correct? Yeah, Mich- yeah, Michigan. All right, down to – Can I say one thing, though? Fine. Hey, Texas Southern is okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. G. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Save I'm kidding. your energy. I'm sure there will be plenty of this. I'm kidding. I got Michigan. Rounds. Plenty of this in the future rounds. All right, LSU, St. Bonaventure, uh, two teams that I believe are are strongly underseeded. Mm-hmm. I know you you really are. You have your eyes on a potential LSU Michigan matchup. So, are you taking the Tigers here? I am, but this game will be closer than I think people. I think a lot of people are going to be on LSU because they don't um, respect St. Bonaventure. Bonaventure. Um, And the Bonnies, they had a really good year, and they came on strong at the end, and they got some players. So, uh, But with that said, I think that LSU has a higher ceiling if they're playing at their top level than St. Bonaventure does if they're playing at their top level. So if I'm taking both these teams to play their best – I think LSU best is a little bit better than St. Bonaventure's best. So I want so LSU. They 100% have a higher ceiling, but on the flip side of that, LSU has a way lower floor than St. Bonaventure lower. does. Okay. I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that. And I, if I'm looking at the way I think this game will be played based on these teams' strengths, their weaknesses, I think it's a great matchup for St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure is 25th on Ken Palm. They are – Better than Texas and West Virginia, according to Ken Palm. They're balanced. They have the 38th best offense in the country. They have the 17th best defense in the country. LSU has the fifth best offense and the 125th best defense. I think that just is a good matchup for a team that can score the ball and is really balanced. They've got like seven juniors. They don't have a senior on this roster. They're going to be great next year if everybody returns. Um, And I think it's much more likely LSU lays an egg here and kind of looks ahead to that Michigan matchup than it is that they come out firing on all cylinders and play great. So I know LSU looked good in the SEC tournament. I know they took Alabama to the wire, um, but I, I actually do honestly believe St. Bonaventure wins this game. Oh, wow. Okay. So coin flip time. Do it. I might use my veto on this if Michigan wasn't in this bracket. I got to save that for <laughs> some point down the road. Heads. For LSU, Tails for St. Bonaventure. It's heads. 2-0 for the cartel. Tails never fails. Oh, good Lord. All right, 5-12, Colorado, the Buffaloes, uh, who when the bracket was coming out live, I was, like, terrified we were going to see Colorado, Colorado as the eight seed for Michigan. And what do you know? They get the five seed, and I think they should be flipped with LSU, quite honestly. Georgetown, the 12 seed, coming off the Big East tournament run team that was not going to make the tournament prior to that, but they seem to be playing good ball. Now who you got? I got Colorado. No question asked. Like the, the madness ends for Georgetown. Yeah. I think that was a great run for them, but it was this Georgetown team was not good. 
I'm with you. Colorado <laughs> is a, a team with McKinley Wright. Name you got to know. He's the, potentially one of the clutchest guards in the country. Just a tough scorer, like dog-like mentality. Um, so, yeah, I like Colorado. Florida State, the four seed versus UNC Greensboro. All right, here comes the cartel. Talk Isaiah Miller. Isaiah Miller for UNC Green UNC Greensboro. One of the best players that will be playing in this tournament for sure. Okay. And I think it needs to be said that if I've seen anything out of this Florida State team, they struggle with not turning over the basketball. This UNC Greensboro team is a team that wants to turn the ball over. They have a chaotic style high pace, high tempo, trying to cause chaos. And I think that that chaos could get to Florida State. Talk to me, Kat. I think Florida State is a little shaky. I don't think people want to say it. I love Leonard Hamilton. I love some of the pieces. Why? Why do we love Leonard Hamilton? (laughs) Oh, I love Leonard Hamilton because he gets wings to the NBA. Okay. And I think he's a really, and I think he's a really undervalued coach, to be honest. Like everyone, to me, it's a fact that everyone always shows love to like the other coaches in the ACC, but sometimes Leonard Hamilton feels like an afterthought. I like Leonard Hamilton, the guy. I hate Leonard Hamilton, the coach trying to make a run in March. I mean, the last time they played Michigan, when Michigan made the national championship run, he just like didn't foul down five with like 20 seconds. Yeah. 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 That, that's weird. I don't know. Like that's like that's like when you have a last second shot in the Big Ten tournament to win a game, you don't okay, call a timeout. Stop. You just let. Nope, we're cutting you off. <laughs> um, so you, I mean, are you going to make the upset pick, or are you just going to tell us why you like the upset pick, but still take Florida? State? No, I am making the upset pick in this game. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think Florida State is shaky to me. So I, I'm loving where your head is at, uh, and in general with this region, I just want to say this is not the Homer in me talking. I think there's going to be upsets in this region Mm -hmm. across the board, top to bottom. I think the teams, I mean, even with Michigan, without Isaiah livers teams that are seeded one through really six here, other than Texas are teams that I don't think are playing great ball right now and are upset prone. So I could see it. I do not have Florida state advancing to the sweet 16 in my bracket, but I do have them beating UNC Greensboro. And I can't lie to the people. So as much as I would love to pick your upset pick here, I'm going to pick Florida State, and we're going to flip a coin. All right. What do you know? It's heads yet again, Cart. Let's fucking go. UNC Greensboro advances. And, man, let me tell you, if that's actually how this shakes out, I am loving that pod for Michigan. I mean, if they're down to LSU Colorado and UNC Greensboro to make an Elite Eight, yeah. That's about I mean, as good as you can ask for. I don't know if it's me. The last thing I'm going to say, I don't know if it's me putting in like too much thought of what I saw in the ACC tournament, but this, this Florida state team turns the ball over a lot. Yeah. Like, like they really turn it over and it's not just like teams pressing them. It's just teams that have the have players that want to get up in their shit. And I think that UNC Greensboro has those type of players that could do it. So this is like one of the intriguing upsets to me. Um, and so I see a lot of people that are, could maybe pick Florida State to go even to like the final four. But for me, I think that they they lose the first or the second weekend. So and I'm picking it on the first weekend. You've first talked game. me into a longer look at it for my actual bracket. But UNC Greensboro advances. Let's go to your game. Six seed BYU versus 11 seed Michigan State. 
We ain't losing to no team that has a seven footer with a comb over. I once asked you like a couple weeks ago, if you had all like division three college basketball opportunities, but you had a D one offer to BYU, would you go to BYU? And what was your answer? No. (laughs) And what was the reason? Like who, like I'm not, I ain't trying to be like, I don't know, man. Like, dudes get kicked off the team for touching touching boobs like <laughs> that, that's, that's that, not that my wasn't gonna fly for carter elliott no nah, like you get you know what i'm saying like you get you get banned from the team from trying to touch a little cheekies like that, that just doesn't really fly with me i'm good on that this is where we're at in march such a, a family show has quickly not become a family show with carter elliott's involvement this is i'm not uh, saying you're doing anything you know what i'm saying you know, touch a little cheek here now have a good right. You, you have a good game and you can't do anything afterwards. Like, no, thank you. Um, so I, Alex Barcelo is probably the name elite shooter, 48% from three, 53% from the floor, pretty high volume guy. They've got seniors. Their three best players are seniors with Brandon Averett or Averett. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Matt Harms and Barcelo. Uh, Gideon George is uh, a wing that's really evolving into a dynamic two-way guy that is like a lockdown wing defender. And let's not forget, BYU did take Gonzaga to the wire in the West Coast Conference Championship. So I would say their ceiling is high. I would say their ceiling is high. Um, But I, I am also with you in that, like, if Michigan State gets to this point, which I don't think they will, I honestly think they'll lose to UCLA. I was doing something out of the goodness of my heart for you. But if MSU gets to this point, give me the Spartans over BYU. With you. All right. Texas against Abilene Christian. Texas. Texas. Moving on. The seven seed, UConn against the 10 seed, Maryland Terrapins, 2-0 and with two 20-point wins against the Michigan State Spartans. I got the utmost respect for Maryland, but uh, I don't. Daryl Morsell, know who you are. Know your role. <laughs> Mr. Defensive Player of the Year gave up 15 and 15. What, what, okay. The what, first okay. time anyone has gone oh, for 15 oh. and 15 in Big Ten tournament history, Daryl. Was Daryl Morsell guarding Mike Smith in that game? Yes. The entire you, game. The entire game? Okay. Entire I was just checking game. on it. I was just checking on that. Start to finish. You know what? You can't spell Daryl Morsell without three L? L's. Three <laughs> L's. Take three of them, Daryl, and know your fucking role because you got no room to talk. You got no room to chirp Hunter Dickinson. He owns you. He owns your entire program. He's in your coach's head. Jawan had the hands ready. Mark Turgeon ran from it. And I don't want to hear from you, Mr. Tenseed. Go worry about how James Booknight is going to kill you in this game. Yeah, and that's exactly why I am actually scared in this game. I love UConn. I love James Booknight. Like, that is one of my favorite players in the country. Booknight? 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 I thought it was Booknight. Is it Booknight or Booknight? All right, anyways, (laughs) he's an absolute bucket, like a real-life bucket, like an NBA-level bucket. And they got R.J. Cole, point guard, also a bucket. Tyrese Martin. I like this team a lot. And I'm going to pick them, but I'm really scared because, like, Maryland scares me, man. Like, they – like, Maryland actually, like – you don't see it because they didn't do to you what they did to my team this year. Maryland stinks. They scare me. Maryland stinks. Let me me tell you who Maryland's beaten in the last month. (laughs) Wait, does Maryland stink? 
Yes, Maryland stinks. Here's, here's Since Valentine's Day, here's what they've done. They beat Minnesota, and I believe Minnesota was without Liam Robbins and Gabe Kalsher. Congrats. They were. Minnesota lost nine straight to end the year. They beat Nebraska, and then they beat Nebraska again. Congrats. You're, you don't make the tournament without a back-to-back against Nebraska. Nice job, fellas. They got a win at Rutgers, which is actually a solid win. Then they beat Michigan State twice, and I give them no credit for that because Michigan State can't beat any bad teams. They can only beat top five teams when their back's against the wall. Hell and yeah. then when they, when they were ready to wrap up an NCAA tournament bid cart, what did Maryland do to end the season? after they Lost to Penn State. 10, lost to Northwestern, oh. and then lost to Penn State. Ooh. Maryland stinks. They stink. They cannot beat a good team. And I'm sorry, Michigan State's not a good team. They haven't beaten a good team in a month. Give me UConn by a lot. Okay, I'm going with UConn as well. Okay, UConn advances. Alabama and Rick Pitino and the Iona Gales. Alabama. Bama as well, although Iona has a special place in my heart. They were uh, once the one of two Cinderella's that I loved. Man, shout out out AJ English. Those Ione teams were fun. They were fun. But uh, I, I actually think Rick Pitino could make this, like, semi-interesting. Like, I didn't want to see Iona on the 16 line for Michigan. And, like, I also just think in general, Alabama's style of play is prone to an upset. It very much, it very much is. It's, like, it's prone to an upset, but also, like, they're never out of a game either. It's just, like, it's, it could go either way. But also – that Nate Oates telling Will Wade to get the fuck out of here after the dub today was one of the top five moments of the year for me. It was a great moment. And I think Nate Oates deserves a lot of praise and a lot of love from basketball fans in general. I tell you what, Nate Oates terrifies me if he takes over for Tom Izzo at some point, I know his name's been floated. He's got Michigan ties. That's the name I would 100% want if I'm a Spartan fan. Um, Maybe some vibes that like Alabama, is a little too happy with their SEC tournament championship? Like, are they riding in a little too, like, they feel achieved? No, to be to be honest, I think that Alabama's not going to reach their full status because they're way too worried about proving that they're a basketball school as yeah. well as a football school. Like, that, like, just get over it. Like, just, just hoop. I'll be honest. I prefer teams that act like they're supposed to win when they win. Like, I'm all here. I'm here for celebration. I'm here for talking that shit. But I would put both Illinois and Alabama in the category of like loving our own shit right now. A little too much when they still got some work to do. So Alabama advances. Let's go to the second round. Michigan against LSU. Take it. Michigan. Wow. You okay, Mr. Eyeball emojis on the tweet. You think that's a dicey game or no? Wait, what'd you say? Do you think that's a close game or no? You said you no, wanted to I think well, round. you kind of took what I was gonna say actually in the first round, like the ceiling of this LSU team is great because you have players like Watford, Smart, Cam Thomas, one of the best scorers in the country. Darius Day is one of the best glue guys in the country. Like, they have a very high ceiling. But I have watched some games for LSU this year when they're playing at their, what you know, floor. Yeah. And they can be an extremely bad team. I'm talking, like, if they're not hitting shots or something's not going their way, they won't just, like, lose a game they'll fall apart. They'll give up on defense. They'll just say, okay, fuck it. We're going to lose this game. I'm about to just get shots up and they can end up getting blown out very easily. So it's a situation where I think that a good team, a borderline great team in Michigan 
is able to take advantage of that. And I think that, you know, Michigan is it could is a good slash great team, depending on who who they all have. And I think that they take advantage of that in that game and they win. Yeah. So Michigan, I think, is just a team that it's it's hard for their opponents to play to their ceiling most games because their defensive floor is so high that like it's it's at least going to be hard to score for the most part. You're going to have a mismatch at center for the most part. Like Hunter Dickinson is just a problem for most teams. Um, this is a game that I wouldn't be worried about at all if Isaiah Livers was healthy. It does scare me a little bit. They, LSU does scare me more than St. Bonaventure does, even though I think St. Bonaventure beats LSU. But um, at the end of the day, I think Michigan would get this done in a matchup. So Michigan advances to the Sweet 16. I you, can didn't, you, tell, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't think I was going to pick Michigan, did you? No, hell no. I thought you were going to be very biased and uh, have the LSU Tigers like in the Elite Eight or something. Nope. So I can already tell just from looking where we're at in this bracket right now, you and I are going to have the same picks the rest of the way. I'm pretty positive. So Colorado, UNC Greensboro, I'm taking McKinley Wright and the Buffaloes. Am I wrong? Fade the Pac-12? Are you riding? You're riding your underdogs? Bro, I'm riding with UNC Greensboro. Wow. Okay, let's let's flip unless you want to go into why. I'm telling you, like, Isaiah Miller is one of the best players in the country that no one knows about. Like, Tell us about Isaiah Miller. What's his game? What is So, he? first of all, he's the best athlete that is in this tournament right now, easily. Easily the best athlete, especially at the guard position. Why does he, he kind of look like DK Metcalf? Because he's kind of is like a crazy-ass athlete like DK Metcalf. He looks ripped. He is. Like, he does it all. He gets the steals. He'll get on the break. He'll windmill it. He'll do all this. He'll put the ball in the bucket. He's got a little bit of wiggle to his game as well. Can dish it. Like he's one of those players that when you're looking at the game or like some random like CBS game and they bring up players that average like 16 points, you know, six rebounds, six assists, and also get two steals in a block. He's like on a list with elite players. And then you see him at the bottom, that guy that goes to UNC Greensboro. Like he is, he does it all. So I'm picking him. I'm fading the Pac-12. I've said it the whole time. I'm not with the Conference of Champions bullshit. I'm fading <laughs> it. Wow. Give me UNC Greensboro. So I, you, you've talked me into UNC Greensboro live in a lot of different ways. Like I, I want to pick these guys. I might pick them in my actual bracket, but as I'm just like looking up stats right now, Isaiah Miller can't shoot. And I hate guards that can't shoot. I just can't get behind them. So you love Tom Tom. Well, I love Tom Tom for Michigan fan entertainment purposes. <laughs> um, so give me give me Colorado and McKinley Wright. But man, do I hope this bracket plays out the way you think it does? Because <laughs> we can survive an Isaiah Livers injury if that's the case. So we'll flip. <laughs> we'll flip for this. I swear to God, it's heads. That's another heads. Carter's 4-0 and on flips. UNC Greensboro advances. And it's Michigan versus Greensboro in the Sweet 16. All right, to the Spartans. MSU against Texas. Let me, let me go first here. Texas terrifies me, both for Michigan, for Michigan State, for any other team that they play. Texas is a team to me that I've said I'm going to pick very far in March since the beginning of the season. They've got experience. Matt Coleman is a killer. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey was awful in the Big 12 tournament, but like collectively, that backcourt to me might be my favorite non-Baylor backcourt 
in the country at this point. Also, also number for you, Greg, zero, one, and two. Zero, oh, no, one, sorry. and two. That's my thing. Yeah. No, one, one, two, three, I believe. One, two, three. Yep. One, two, three. Yeah. It's a thing for me. And I believe Greg Brown is four. Like yeah. they, when they, when you have five starters that are on a string of numbers, I swear to God, it elevates you to a way higher level. I love it. I, man, I, I don't see any formula where Michigan state could be Texas. I just don't They They have better athletes. They have more skilled players. Um, I have said that like one of the best betting ways to make money in the world right now is watch a Texas game. And as soon as either Texas takes a 10 point lead or the other team takes a 10 point lead live bet, whoever's down 10, because they give up a run or they make a run every single game after one team gets out to an early lead. Um, but that's typically the case when they're playing the good teams in the Big 12. And no offense to Michigan State, but Michigan State would probably finish eighth in the Big 12 this year or worse. So give me Texas. And if this game happens, I don't think it's a particularly close game. Yeah, uh, this sucks for me as a Michigan State fan because I do love Texas. And I think that's like you said, Texas does have the tools to make a run in March. Shaka has hair. Huh? Shaka Smart still, still has hair curly hair at that so that terrifies me as well and just speaking of not even take everything out the march all that out it's an awful matchup for state like we they have athletic bigs um that are mobile that we will really struggle with and we don't have enough you know punch in the guard play right now especially if we're playing jack hoiberg out there um so it's just a bad matchup for us as well uh, so as much as I want state to win that game, I'd be surprised if they do. So I'm going to take Texas. Wow. I respect your objectivity. And also like who does Aaron Henry guard in that game? Texas doesn't have like a big wing score that they got to shut down. You know what I mean? Honestly, I, if I was picking, I'd put him on Coleman, Coleman, cut him off at the head. I think that like, even with how good defensively Aaron Henry is, that's a tough guard for him. A really quick twitch guard that's just small, like Mm -hmm. doesn't fall in the category of guys he stuffs in his pocket normally. But anyways, okay, good run for Michigan State. I mean, two wins in March, that's solid. We would take that, right? If you were given that right now, I assume you probably take that. Yeah, I mean, I've been a part of marches with zero wins, so. (laughs) All right, UConn, Alabama. Bama. I'm going UConn. Wow. I I I think UConn has the recipe to knock off this Alabama team. I do not believe that Alabama is a legitimate national title contender. I know a lot of the talking heads on ESPN are saying like, they don't really think this bracket's a good draw for Michigan and Alabama's a big reason why Bama doesn't really scare me like that. Maybe they should, but I don't see it. Um, I know they're talented, but they're sloppy. They play out of control. They take some really questionable shots and UConn guards in March. Good recipe. So give me UConn. I'm going to use my veto. Okay. I'll let you do that. Alabama moves on. I don't know why I vetoed the way my coin toss has been going. I should have just left it up to that. Sweet 16, Michigan against UNC Greensboro. No question, Michigan wins that. Yep. Michigan into the Elite Eight. Wow, Cart. I didn't expect to get here so easily, but I'll take it. Texas against Alabama. Give me the Longhorns. I'll take the Longhorns as well. Okay. 
So you and I have agreed to this point on the actual Elite Eight picks from my bracket, Gonzaga, Iowa, Michigan, Texas, which is pretty shocking to me, but good that we're on the same page. Damn it. And now we've got Michigan, Texas, and let me tell you what, Car, one man still has a veto. This is the last round to use that veto. This is bullshit. Can I take my veto back? You can get UConn. No, you cannot. This is written in ink. First of all, give me me the reason why you think Texas wins Michigan. Because I did. I told you this before we hit record tonight. There's one pick that is a bracket-changing pick for me, and that's this pick. There's, there's actually two. There's one on the opposite side of the bracket. But Michigan-Texas is a bracket-changing pick. When the draw came out, in my mind, I said, Texas, no questions asked. But over the last hour, the Michigan fan in me has been starting to rumble a little bit. And I've talked myself into the fact – if you look – if you divide that bracket in half, the top half, there's not teams that scare me. Like, I, I have a really hard time squinting and convincing myself Michigan's going to lose to LSU or Colorado or Florida State. To be, like, to be honest, I'm to be honest, I'm with you on the teams not really scary. I think, the, like you said, the only team that should really scare you in that is Texas, and that's the thing. Like, as, or Michigan as, State, since we already beat y'all once. Fair and look as as likely as it is. Like, if Texas played Michigan, I'd be scared of that matchup. It's totally possible Texas could lose to either Alabama or UConn or even BYU or Michigan State or UCLA before that. Like, Texas is such an up-and-down, hot-and-cold team. They always let teams back in it that I don't know that it's the likeliest thing they're actually going to get there. So for my actual bracket, I've settled on Michigan. And the other reason why is because I, I have a gut feeling cart. I'm not here to break injury news or act like I know things because I don't. I have a gut feeling that if Michigan was in this game, Isaiah Livers plays. Interesting. In fact, not to get too optimistic or to read into stupid things, I'm going to read you a tweet from Isaiah Livers himself from about an hour ago after the bracket was revealed. In the middle of chaos lies opportunity. Cryptic Isaiah Livers tweets leave me very optimistic, Cart. Like in the middle of all this chaos and opportunity to go pro and not play for Michigan again? <laughs> you can paint that however you want. But that's my gut feeling. So I'm going Michigan, and I'm also going to veto your Texas pick so Michigan makes the final four in our bracket. God damn it. I knew I should. I knew I used Right when I <sighs> – Fine. There's a strategy to this. So Gonzaga and Michigan, we've got two one seeds on one side of the bracket. Before we go to the other side, let's get into our ad read, a word from our sponsors, the Locker Room app. And Carter, I have a request for you. Yes. Can we do this ad read as if you are uh, Dave Pash and I am Bill Walton? <laughs> Please, no. Please? Right. No, because then are you are you going to make weird sounds while I'm doing it? I just want I want you to try to like do an ad read just like Bill Pash is trying to call a game and I'm just going to be Bill Walton like interjecting in the background. All right, let's do it. Okay. okay. First of all, the locker room app. It's locker free. room. Uh, are we talking about rooms, living rooms, <laughs> family rooms? We love rooms. All right, I don't know. Okay, I don't know how Pash does this cuz I literally couldn't I could not do this. But let me tell y'all March is here. You need to be on the locker room app. We have selection Sunday showrooms going on. We got all types of rooms going on. If you don't know where to go or where to get coverage on March Madness, 
you need to get the Locker Room app. It's free to download. Head over to the App Store, type in Locker Room, download it. The Sleepers are on there weekly doing college hoops talk all the time. Let's see what rooms we got going on right now. Just like I said, we got a little Selection Sunday room. We got a room on the best NBA point guard. I mean, you got all types of rooms in here. You can connect with fans across the world, NBA sports personalities, any sports personalities, celebrities, all that, athletes. The Locker Room app is the place to be. We've been telling you that for weeks now. I don't know how many more times I got to tell y'all. Download the app. Get on it. It's the one. Have you ever been high? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. I can't even do it. Get get the Locker Room app. It's the app of champions. And we're going to get back to the, the other side of the bracket into the south region. You kind of look like Bill Walton. Okay. Baylor, the one seed. <laughs> Baylor, the one seed against Hartford. We're both going Baylor. Correct? Baylor, yes. Eight seed, North Carolina. Nine seed, the Wisconsin Badgers, the accountants, the frauds, and they are stuck with a tough matchup. Oh, my A. Those accountants are going to need those calculators to calculate how many points they're about to get their ass whooped by, boy. Hoo-wee. I could not be more confident in a first round game. Like if this was a confidence pool, I would put it all on North Carolina. Literally hundred percent North Carolina. The Tar Heels. Uh, we're going to have to eat some words. If Wisconsin somehow wins that game. But Armando also- Baycott and all the bigs from North Carolina are going to make Micah Potter and Nate Reavers look like the, look like the bitches they are. The worst case scenario is that Wisconsin wins and then they have to get Baylor. How great is that? Like, I would love to watch this Baylor team just decimate Wisconsin. And you know, you know, what would be, you know, what would be even funnier. Like, Vegas respects Wisconsin more than anyone yeah. I ever see. Like, it would probably be like Baylor minus five, and I would yeah. put my mortgage on it. I can't wait to see the spread on this game, or, or I mean, even a, a hypothetical Baylor one. But I bet it's Wisconsin, like pick them, or Wisconsin minus one. And I'm hammering the Tar Heels. Okay, five twelve Villanova versus twelve Winthrop with only one loss on the year for the Winthrop Eagles. Hey, Sean, our boy Sean from Making the Madness, his team. I'm going Winthrop in this game. I am too, and I got to be honest, I'm a little sad about it because you've heard my takes on Villanova all season that I I'm ready to pick against this team in March. I don't believe in a Colin Gillespie-led backcourt, and now here we are without Colin Gillespie. Hope he recovers. Horrible injury news right before the NCAA tournament. But they're just depleted. This isn't the Villanova from the beginning of the season, and I didn't even believe in the Villanova from the beginning of the season. So give me Winthrop, the one uh, the one underdog Cinderella-type team that I actually like. Like I want to pick them and I feel confident in picking them. Right. Like I would have, I would have made an argument for them with Villanova at full strength, but like yeah. Villanova without Gillespie and a, a hobble, Justin Moore, I think I'm taking Winthrop. Yep. Me too. And uh, I think I said this on Twitter. If this line is like Villanova minus four or more, there's a lot of value in Winthrop. Mm. Keep that in mind. Uh, down to 413 Purdue against North Texas. A lot of people are really jumping on this Purdue bandwagon cart. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I think I told you, I was like, Purdue is a four seed to me. I, I Just not, not. I really wish there was another 13 here. Like if this was like UNC Greensboro against Purdue, quick, I'd be 
throwing them through, but I don't really know enough about North Texas to be honest. I'm with you. So the the stuff I've looked up on North Texas doesn't leave me thinking an upset is very likely here. I mm-hmm. I don't buy the Purdue love totally. Um, North Texas is not a great offensive team. They're actually a really solid defensive team. So I could see this being a low scoring game. Uh, but I I just don't think they have the talent or the skill set to get by a, a Purdue team that while even though I don't believe in their ceiling has been playing pretty solid ball for the last month and a half yeah so i'm i'm still picking purdue but i really wish there was someone else in a 13 seed because i'd yeah. like to pick them yep all right we're on the same page purdue down to 6 11 texas tech and utah state i'm shocked purdue's a four seed and texas Tech's a six seed feels way off to me those to me too and i'm picking texas tech in this game i am too chris beard is a problem this texas tech team is one i'm very high on Arkansas, Colgate. The streets want me to pick Colgate is what I'm hearing. Do they? Tell me what the streets are saying about Colgate. So this is what the streets are saying about Colgate. Basically, Colgate is a version of Arkansas. They are a high-scoring, high-tempo, you know, like up-tempo team. They like to get a lot of shots up, you know, get a lot of points and win games. They are 14-1 and one on the year. I think is what it is. I think they just, they might've just played conference games. I'm not really sure how that really transpired, but uh, I'm, this is probably going to be a game I'm going to look more deeply into and like during this coming week. And somehow I'm going to talk myself into picking Colgate, but as of right now, I'm going to stick with Arkansas. So they are very similar. This could be the most entertaining first round game. The difference is Colgate doesn't have Moses Moody. Moses Moody yeah. is a, a top 10 pick, and if he's not, that's a, a lot of teams that are missing out on a stud. So I, while I could see this being an upset-prone potential game, I think you got to ride the best player on the floor and arguably the best player in this uh, entire region besides the Baylor guys. So give me Arkansas. Arkansas-Texas Tech would be a real fun second-round game too. We'll get to that in a little bit, but Definitely hope that happens. Florida against Virginia Tech. Two teams that I want no part of and feel pretty bad putting either one into the round of 32. Uh, Virginia Tech, and they're going to win this game easily. You know, I, I'm picking Florida, and I don't have a good reason for it. <laughs> Honestly. So let's flip. I just want to win a coin toss, to be honest with you. Heads for Virginia Tech, yeah. uh, tails for Florida. That doesn't count. That was a missed, missed flip. <laughs> tails. It was bound to happen sooner or later. I'll tell you something about this Virginia Tech team, though. Yeah, sure. All right. I love Mike Young as a coach, first of all. And I am starting to really get some steam going on the take that Mike White is an absolute fraud at Florida. <laughs> he is, man. Like, how do you not get no, good, not. how do you not get good recruiting classes to Florida, dog? It's Gainesville. Like Florida is great, and you can't get any type of recruits there, and you can't do anything and make any noise in the SEC year after year. I'm bringing out the fraud alert for them. I don't think they're that good. I like this Virginia Tech team. They're tough. They play hard as hell. They kind of they fell off a little bit after the COVID pause they had. They had a long one, and I think players actually got it. But I like the team. I think they got some pieces. Radford's really good. Um, so I think they're an underrated team, to be honest. Yeah, I – 
That's fair. I don't buy into the Mike White fraud takes yet. I did last year, but I think this team has bounced back pretty nicely after losing Andrew Nemhard in a way that I didn't expect. Um, the pieces have been put back together, and I mean they earned a seven seed, which is not too far off from where they were last year. Even though the, I thought they would get worse, especially yeah, after well, Keontae Johnson. Greg, Greg, they start Colin Castleton, and Colin Castleton's really good. I'm serious. I don't like that to me tells me you haven't watched a ton of Florida. He's great. Yeah, but they, they start a Michigan transfer. Yeah. And I wish Colin Castleton was back playing all of Big Custard's minutes. Good Lord. Can you imagine <laughs> hey, what Michigan's hey, would be? Chill out. Big Custard's got moves. Hey, Colin Castleton saw the writing on the wall. He said, Big Dick is on his way to Ann Arbor, and I ain't getting no run. Let me, <laughs> let me skate back home. Uh, all right, so Florida advances. Ohio State, Oral Roberts, the Buckeyes, anything to worry about with Oral Roberts? Uh, I actually think Oral Roberts has, you know, and this is why I follow my guy, Sean. They got Max Admus, who is the leading scorer in the nation, I believe. Wow. Oral Roberts. But I'm still rolling with Ohio State. So the leading scorer in the nation against an Ohio State defense that is vulnerable to a lot of things does open the door here for me. I would not be surprised if Oral Roberts made this a game, but at the end of the day, the Big Ten is the Big Ten, and I need to pick a couple Big Ten teams to actually skate through. So Ohio State advances. Round of 32, Baylor, North Carolina. You're pausing. That shocks me. I am, because this is what this is the one thing I'm going to say. Baylor doesn't really have bigs. They don't. North Carolina has a lot of bigs. And they do. The one thing I do see when North Carolina plays teams that don't have bigs is they basically just throw it up on the glass and they dominate. Um, I'm going to pause, but I'm still going to go with Baylor. But I, Baylor really wants Wisconsin to win that damn game <laughs> somehow. You're right. Um, I... I love this Baylor team. Let me just give my classic Baylor spiel here. I think that when Baylor plays their best, they're the best team in the country. They were the best team in the country to me last season as well. And they brought all the pieces that truly really mattered back. You're right about their, their lack of a front court presence, but at the same time, it's not like they don't have any size, like mayor coming off the bench. is just a humongous wing. Mark vital is like, just a guy that will make centers frustrated, even though he's a lot smaller than like a really good post player. That's like seven feet tall. Um, but w- the bottom line is even though whatever weaknesses they may have in the front court or whatever, like disadvantages they have their backcourt more than makes up for it. There's not a better backcourt than Butler and Mitchell. I love them. I think this is a pretty favorable draw for Baylor. Like I, I don't see, I think they could play a hundred times against North Carolina and, not many of them would be won by the Tar Heels. So I'm high on Baylor, probably my favorite team in the country still at this point, even though they just lost to Oklahoma State. So give me Baylor. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Winthrop Purdue. Excited to see where you go on this one. I'll go there. I'm taking Winthrop. I don't believe in Purdue. Fuck it. I'm with you. Chandler Valdron. They got Hoopers. I'm going Winthrop. I'm not. Winthrop's a, got, and the guy you just mentioned, he's a six, seven point guard that 
has had like yes, triple doubles. five triple doubles. Like, yeah, he's nice. He's super nice. Yeah. He's super nice. So, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm not buying in the Purdue thing. Me either. Give me Winthrop. They're a year away, I think. Like, once they're young pieces, like, get one more year. Like, next year, Purdue's going to scare the shit out of me. They're a year away, but, oh, let me let me go here. Uh-oh. They're a year away, but I also think they're a year away in a very similar year away that Wisconsin was a year away. And, and well, the only thing, the only difference is that none of these guys are going to turn 27 next year, like Wisconsin team. And there's a lot of differences. They're, they're better. They're more talented guys, but – it, man, bringing everybody back doesn't mean you're going to win the Big Ten. Like, people are just like, Purdue's going to be the best team in the Big Ten next year. Oh, I, I ain't, I ain't I saying all that. A lot of people are, is the problem. Well, like, that's, that's Purdue, wrong. <laughs> Purdue will be solid, but they will not have a player on the floor who will be better at his position than anybody Michigan's going to roll out next year. Oh, okay. You just wanted to do that. Okay. Is it not true? Yeah, whatever, dude. It's the truth. All right, Texas Tech, Arkansas. I'd love to see this game. Uh, I really, really believe in Texas Tech. I know from experience, as you do, how nightmarish it can be to play Chris Beard when he's got athletes, he's got skill. And Mac McClung, are we buying him as a potential March hero ball run type of guy? I can see, yeah, I can see it, man. I really could. I can see and, it. I'm, I'm taking or, Tech. And honestly, I – even, not even a Mac McClung, maybe a Micah Peavy run. Oh, and we're not even naming other guys. I mean, Kyler Edwards, Terrence Shannon. Yeah. Marcos Santos Silva. I love Texas Tech. We love Chris Beard. This is a Chris Beard Stan podcast. So I'm really, picking Texas Tech. Really pleased Texas Tech is not in Michigan's draw. Uh, and yeah, we both are on the Red Raiders. Florida against Ohio State. College football championship from the 2000s rematch here. I'm shout assuming. Out Maurice, shout out Maurice Claret, but uh, I got Ohio State. Cart's back on his big Buckeye. You're you're Buckeye at heart, is the the rumor. No, nah, first of all, that's a lie. Big Aaron Kraft fan. I I hate Aaron Kraft more than any other basketball player I've ever come into contact with or watched. Okay, but yet you're picking the Buckeyes. Yeah. I am too. Ohio State is just better. And uh, as far as teams on the the one and two line go, I think Ohio State has a really favorable little pod there until they get to the Sweet 16. Like, I I don't see Virginia Tech or Florida causing a real threat for them. Yeah, me either. I agree with you. All right, Sweet 16, we both still have our vetoes here. Baylor and Winthrop. Baylor. It's got to be Baylor. Good Good run, Winthrop. Texas Tech, Ohio State. I'm going Texas Tech. I am too, and I was ready to use my veto if you picked Ohio State. But I'm going Texas Tech. Here we are agreeing, and uh, this is going to become a trend with a lot of my picks and in my real bracket on this side, on the right side of the, the whole bracket. You're going to see a lot of Big 12 teams here. <laughs> You're just going to see it. Baylor, Texas is, Tech. Big 12 is good, man. They're really good, man. I If I had to pick where a champion comes, I'd pick the Big 12. Baylor, Texas Tech. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. It's gotta be gotta be Baylor in this matchup. Uh yeah, I'm getting Baylor. We are in agreement again. So two of the three regions we have not used our vetoes. And the one that we the one that we did use our vetoes, I strategically owned you and got my Wolverines into the final four. You did. You're welcome. 
And we've also picked three one seeds, which, uh, you know, I don't think we're necessarily a one seed standard podcast. No. I think that speaks to how good we believe the one seeds are this year. True. And now, and that was on your wish list, G. Mm-hmm. We don't see one seeds making it a lot. It was on my wish list from our last episode. If I could pick something to happen, I want to see the one seeds actually advance. I think that would be great for college basketball. We get some really high level games. And this was prior to the Isaiah Livers injury, but I'd love to see Michigan get a shot. I'd love to see what they're working with. Oh, and by the way, let me get back to my injury thing. One, one little quick rant. Let's not act like the wheels have fallen off for Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Tell that to yourself. You're the one who you're you're the one acting like the wheels are falling. Because off. I was emotionally crushed. But let's let's not act like this Michigan team didn't roll out against the one of the best two seeds there is. And lose by one on a last second shot. Like the the floor has not dropped like crazy. That's I I was trying to tell you that, but you didn't want you couldn't hear me through your tears. Because the ceiling was so much higher. But okay, here we are. To the to the final bracket, the the fighting tough guys, the Big Ten tournament champions, the Big Ten regular season fake champions, Illinois against Drexel. Illinois. I'm wearing the jersey for a reason, folks. Illinois advances. Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers against Georgia Tech. Riding with my dogs. I'm riding with my dogs as well. I like this matchup for them, too. I think it's a good first round. The eight seed is not ideal, but the draw against Georgia Tech is pretty ideal. Yeah, I'm not scared of Georgia Tech as the Loyola fan that I am. Um, All right, Tennessee, Oregon State, the Pac-12 tournament champions. These frauds got lucky, Cart. These volunteer frauds got lucky, and you and I both know it. Hey, I'm not hey. That or that Oregon State team, they just gun threes. Let's go there. I'll go there. Oregon State. I it doesn't matter what team you put in this spot. I was picking against Tennessee. So so we're all aboard Tennessee are frauds. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, because two months ago you and I would have said the same thing. By March, we're going to believe in Tennessee. Like, we we love their talent. We love their roster. By, by the end of the season, we are going to believe in Tennessee, and we're going to pick them for a run. And you know what, Cart? I wish Tennessee was the team that they could be because there is not a stronger pod than Illinois, Loyola, Tennessee, and Oklahoma State. Oh, my God. Those four teams, if they play their best, are fucking loaded. Yeah, facts. The problem is Tennessee is not that good. They're not. So, for that reason, I'm picking any team that would be in the spot. And in this I'm with case, you. That's Oregon State. I'm with you. Wow. Okay. Oregon State advances. And shout out Oregon State cashing that plus 185 yesterday against Colorado. I appreciate y'all. Sorry, Sean Coleman, if you're listening to this. But your boy still got some explaining to do. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State against Liberty. This one pains me because I was ready to pick Liberty on a Cinderella run. I love that team. I love the makeup. I love the, the, the guys individually, the talent that they have. I think they would be a dangerous, dangerous first-round matchup for a lot of good teams. But Oklahoma State's playing really well right now. Yeah, I'm rolling with Oklahoma State in this one. I think it's a close game. <laughs> I do. But, but you're picking Oklahoma State. Let's picking move on. Oklahoma State. Also, this is, uh, this is the orange region, and please don't refer to this by anything else. Illinois, Tennessee, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Syracuse, and Clemson 
All orange teams, all in the same region. Unprecedented. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, bottom half of this, San Diego State against Syracuse. San Diego State. Syracuse shouldn't be here. I'm taking Syracuse. There's a team that shouldn't be here from Syracuse that made an Elite Eight run like six years ago. Yeah, but CJ Fair was on that. But they had an NBA player on that team, didn't they not? Um, I mean, they typically do have some NBA players. They don't on this one. You don't think Buddy Bayheim's an NBA player? (laughs) No. I think San Diego State. I think a lot of people are going to want to pick Syracuse because their name's Syracuse, but the San Diego State team is really good. I think they got Matt Mitchell, Jordan Shackle. They had, you know, it, it would have been really great to see them make a run last year when they had Malachi Flynn and they had a really good year. Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, sorry. Unfortunately, they lost him um, and a couple other guys from that team, but I think that they're still a really good team, and I think that they're going to expose Syracuse. So – the way you're fading the Pac-12, I'm going to fade like middle-tier, mid-major conference West Coast teams. Okay. And, yeah, I'm looking at you, BYU, and I'm looking at you, San Diego State. Uh, I have a rule that I can't pick a team that lost back-to-back games against Utah State to win an NCAA tournament game. So give me Syracuse. And let's flip. All right. Heads is San Diego State. Tails is Syracuse. I'm mad we're going to flip for this bullshit. It's tails. Go orange. Damn it. Uh, West Virginia, Moorhead State. Give me Deuce McBride and the Mountaineers. Yes, sir. God, this bracket's loaded. It's loaded with I, teams. I, it's loaded with teams loaded I love. loaded with teams you love. Yeah, it's loaded with teams I, I love. I think this bottom half of the bracket's wide open and pretty. I know, but it's loaded with teams I love. That's all I'm saying. Clemson, Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers for me, too. We were just fading Clemson. Uh, Houston, Cleveland State. Houston. I really want to talk you into Houston being on upset alert early. There's, There's literally nothing you can say to me. Did you see Houston almost lose to Memphis? Yeah, I did. And Memphis is not a good team. Memphis is okay. Why Why are you so convinced this Houston team is just no questions asked going to run through this? Bro, they got, I'm telling you, they got the formula from Arch. They got the guard play. They got the guards that talk shit. They got the guards who aren't afraid to shoot it. Like, I like I, the combination of Sasser, Jerome, and Grimes is enough for me to believe in this team. You know who Cleveland State has? Bunch of Juco guys. Shout out. Shout out my Juco advocate dogs. Boy Hodge. That man, I believe he scored what? He scored 50 in a game earlier this season? Yeah, 50. I mean, be careful is all I'm saying. Uh, I think this could be a very close first-round game, but I'll give you Houston just to keep you happy. Thank you. Illinois Loyola. I think Illinois gets humbled. This I'm early. Doing, I'm doing it. Yep. I think, you know, I think all this front running, all that thing, it, it catches up to you eventually. I think that this is going to be the game it catches up to them in. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Loyola. So I am excited because I think a lot of people, maybe so many people, are going to pick Illinois to win their tournament, like in their bracket challenges. 
And I don't think anyone realizes how tough Illinois road is. They have by far the, the toughest, just like path to the final four of any of the one seeds. In my opinion, Loyola followed by Cade Cunningham followed by Houston or West Virginia is a gauntlet. And I think Illinois will lose somewhere along the way. I have my own reasons on where that will be. I want to pick Loyola, but I just can't get there. Kofi Coburn, Cameron Crutwig would be an incredible thing to watch. Just the contrast of styles and abilities. Um, I think Loyola poses a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, this would be Braden Norris against Io DeSumo at the starting point guard spot. And as much as I love Braden Norris, I know they could throw Keith Clemens or Marquise Kennedy on him. Lucas Williamson. Or Lucas Williams. Williamson, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's matchups in the backcourt that favor Loyola in this spot. So I'm going to go Illinois as much as it hurts my soul. So we're flipping for that? Or do you want a veto? I'll let you flip for that. No veto? No. Nope. You're waiting on the freaking Houston veto. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm going to be strategic on my veto here again. It's heads. You get it. Wow. Loyola knocks over Illinois, which prevents me from giving my real pick that Oklahoma State beats Illinois. Okay. I'm mad at it. That's my pick. Uh, anyways, so let's get there. Oregon State, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State for me as well. Syracuse, West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. And Rutgers, Houston. Houston. I really want to pick Rutgers, but I'm not going to. I'll go Houston. I Houston has a really nice and easy cakewalk first two rounds. As much as I said Cleveland State could be a problem, like Rutgers-Clemson are yeah. not good teams. Yeah, true. So I would I would definitely have them on upset alert with other 7-10 seeds. Um, okay, Loyola against Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. And Oklahoma State. I got Oklahoma State as well. West Virginia, Houston. As much as this pains me, I'm picking West Virginia in this game. Are you really? Yes, I told I told you a couple episodes ago, man. Like this West Virginia team, like this this I'm so mad they're in the same side because like these are my two teams that like I yeah. think could make sneaky Final Four runs. Like yeah, and I think that West Virginia is equipped to do that. I love McBride. Taz Sherman, I think, is coming on a lot. I mean, they got McNeil, who has an absolute ratchet. Derek Culver down low. Uh, I I just I got a affiliation and a love for West Virginia hoops like this year, and I really love this team. So uh, I think a big March run out of Deuce McBride is definitely in the cards for sure. So I'm I'm rolling with West Virginia, even though this pains me. So I like all of that, and I'm just shocked you got there with your reasoning. That was my pick. I love the West Virginia for all the reasons you do. Deuce McBride is probably top three guys I would want on my team as uh, the leader of my backcourt for this tournament. They've got the heat check player of the year, McBride or McNeil. McNeil. He's, I mean, and also, can we talk about the Mick Mick? I knew you were. <laughs> love me some double mix. That's just good mojo. So give me, give me West Virginia. Uh, and I, again, I've been talking about like little pods or little like in your eight team section, how strong are the teams? And I, I like Michigan's reasoning. 
I love West Virginia spot. I mean, San Diego State, Syracuse, Moorhead State, Clemson, Rutgers, Houston, Cleveland State. I, I don't know. I don't see many teams in there that could really beat West Virginia, even on an off day for West Virginia. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, so this has played out really similarly to my actual bracket. I think you and I agree in a lot of ways, which is weird. Um, and I told you this earlier. I don't, how, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's a good thing. I think that means we're dialed in. Okay, I bet. I really do. But the thing I don't feel good about is the fact that our entire right side of our bracket – Elite eight teams are big 12 teams. Big 12 is nice, man. We have five big 12 teams in the elite eight. It is what it is. Big 12 is nasty. It is, but oh man, that's going to be so weird if that happens. Yeah. But like that, that side of the bracket is just wide open. Like Illinois is the one team I would really believe could not, like, I don't think Ohio state could go through those teams. I think Illinois could, but like, like I said, Illinois run is tough. Yeah. So, okay, we're rocking with it. The Elite Eight game, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Who you got? I got West, I got West Virginia. I got West Virginia too, Cart. No, baby. <laughs> we're agreeing. This is crazy. All right, that leaves us with uh, a Final Four of Gonzaga against Michigan, Baylor against West Virginia. And, again, only one region we used vetoes, which seems crazy. So, which, which game are we picking first? Let's do, let's do Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga. Can we talk about what this matchup would look like? Let's talk about it. I've said all season long that a full-strength Michigan is the one team that should scare Gonzaga most. I stand by that. I think that is the hardest matchup for them uh, as opposed to even a Baylor, potentially. I think Hunter Dickinson will pose problems for Drew Timmy just like Drew Timmy will pose problems for Hunter Dickinson, but it will be a two-way street. My fear with Gonzaga is that as good as they are and as talented as they are, I don't think there's a lot of want to on the defensive end for them. And I think at some point that bites them. And I know they can turn it on, right? That's what people have said all year. When they, when they aren't great in the first half, they can always put the foot down on the gas pedal and go. That's not going to fly in the NCAA tournament against a great team. Okay, but what if they don't have to do that? Because you're basing this off of them having to turn it on playing against these West Coast Conference teams. Like, that's not – this isn't it. They're going to be locked in for the tournament. Right. I mean, you're right. If, if Gonzaga plays their best, no one's touching them. Okay. Anywhere in the country. I stand by that. Um now, something that has developed on Twitter that people have been talking about, and DK from Spartan Hoops has mentioned, Gonzaga has Jalen Suggs. Michigan doesn't have that. Really, no team in the country has a guy that can turn it on like that in crunch time and get you a bucket. Yes. Um, Baylor might, if you want to argue. Jared Butler could do that. Davion Mitchell could do that. I think that would be the difference in this game, and I'm objective enough to say – Gonzaga would beat Michigan, especially – I mean, what puts me over the hump is Isaiah Livers. I think if if Michigan was fully healthy uh, and was playing good ball, didn't lay some eggs against Illinois, and then the Michigan State loss without Eli Brooks down the stretch, I was fully prepared to pick Michigan to beat Gonzaga. But got to be real. Wouldn't have made a difference, Gonzaga, either way. <laughs> got to be real. All right, so Gonzaga advances. 
And uh, in my dream scenario here, if Isaiah Livers is able to play, we might have another conversation at that point. We'll revisit. Baylor against West Virginia. I'm picking West Virginia. Whoa. I'm yeah, told you told you two episodes ago. I'm in on the West Virginia run. Oh, this is crazy. I'm in on it, man. They 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 have the tools, like I already said. They're playing a Baylor team they've already played this year and they had a close game against them. Uh they know what to do. They know this team. I think they know a way to beat Baylor. Um I'm picking them in this game. I think they I think they get it done and get to the championship. You have the opportunity to set up the Baylor Gonzaga game that you said you want to see. It's mm-hmm. on your wish list. And yep. you go you go the other way. Um I'm picking Baylor. I think Baylor's better. I don't think it's a great matchup for West Virginia. West Virginia doesn't have like the post presence that I think is going to kill you. I know they have Derek Culver, but I don't think Derek Culver is going to be the guy that beats Baylor single-handedly. I know McBride can go nuclear. That would have to be the recipe to beat Baylor. The game they played a couple weeks ago was highly entertaining. Uh, It's possible. I'll give you that. But I think if we actually got to this point, I would expect a Baylor large win, not a, not a close game. Okay. So give me Baylor, and I guess we got to flip for it because there's no vetoes in the final four. Heads, West Virginia. Tails, Baylor. It's heads. And I'm really sick about it. And I'm sick about it because now we're, we're going to end this with Gonzaga as national champs. I was going to end it either way, Gonzaga national champs. I wasn't. I, I was. Oh, man. My my bracket is Baylor over Gonzaga in the final. Right. Well, mine would be Gonzaga over Baylor or West Virginia. Okay. All right. So, I guess Gonzaga, West Virginia in the national championship. We're both going Gonzaga, it appears. Do you think that would be a particularly close game? I actually do think it would be. I think Gonzaga would blow the doors off West Virginia. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do I, as much like I'm, I'm picking West Virginia, the final four in my bracket, but I'm picking them mostly because like I said, their pod is so insignificant to me. Like mm-hmm. I love their draw way more than I think they're just going to like be great. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that now that I'm thinking about it, it does kind of suck that we're just replaying the big 12 tournament on our right side of our bracket. Yeah, isn't that dicey? Like, yeah. I, I filled out my bracket, felt great about it, and then I just stepped back. Like, there's no way in hell we actually end up with four Big 12 teams. But we might, though. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you got to name the teams that would upset them, right? Like, if you go down the line, it's not going to be North Carolina or Wisconsin over Baylor. It's not going to be Purdue. It's not going to be Villanova. Arkansas? Maybe Ohio State, maybe like possibly. And then yeah, flip side, like it ain't Tennessee, it ain't no. Loyola, it could be Illinois, it could be Illinois, could be. It won't be Illinois. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here first. You heard Illinois it. Illinois is gonna have a short stay in Indy. All right. So who wins uh, most outstanding play- player? Jalen Suggs wins the national title. Jalen Suggs. I'm going to go but, Kisper. Corey, but Kisper might get it because of white privilege. 
among other reasons. Like, right. you know, <laughs> and also among the reasons that he was the player of the year in the conference. Yeah, he's a fucking bucket. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I never expected that the sleepers show would end by a unanimous Gonzaga national title pick, but you, you hate it too. Don't you? It kills me car. It kills me. I, it was on my wish. It was the number one thing on my wish list. I need to see Gonzaga lose. I need to see the meltdown. If this Gonzaga team wraps up this season by saying they're the best team in NCAA history, a part of me will die. I mean, it, it might get to that point, so prepare yourself. It's okay, though. It's okay. And then Chet Holmgren commits to Gonzaga, and everything spins out of control, and we do it all again next year. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. Parting thoughts from the sleepers. Make sure you mask up, do what you got to do, and let's enjoy our tournament. Card, I, w- I just want to say to you personally, I sincerely appreciate you trucking through the coronavirus to get here. This was, what, two hours of an NCAA tournament preview for the people. You're a champion. You're a yeah. dog. You're an MVP. And uh, go get yourself a nice glass of water and a pillow. Yeah, I hope you guys know, like, this shit is actually no joke. This shit real life sucks. And, like, now I kind of, like, I see where people are coming from, like, on the NCAA basketball, like, coming off a pause when a team actually has it. Like, this shit, like, is real trash. Like, I lose my breath going upstairs. Wear masks, folks. Do it. But, hey, the madness is here. I will be (laughs) 28 tomorrow. So, that's something you know, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Adrian Peterson year. Who's who's another good 28? Marshall Falk year. Yeah. No. State made the tournament, so thank God. I don't have to deal with Greg telling me that I need to wear an is over t-shirt that he was going to send me. But, you know, stay tuned to Sleepers Media for all the, you know, content we're going to have coming up. Like, this is – this is me and Greg's favorite sporting event. So like the content, we're going to be pumping it out probably two, maybe two shows a week. Who knows? But like, it's, it's coming. We're going to power through a lot of content and enjoy the madness. Enjoy the hoops. This is, this is what we're here for. And enjoy the madness your way, folks. You're going to see some content from your boy involving three TVs, involving the couch, involving Sabaro, a couple XL New York style Sabaro pizzas will be in the equation. Uh, your boys got work off for what the eighth consecutive year. No work Friday, no work Monday. We go through the first two rounds. We watch every game. Uh, I will say I'm incredibly lucky, and this is the hoop gods looking down on me. My team, shout out my young bulls, by the way, the program, Comstock Colts, just locked up the one seed in our district. You already yeah. know. We host yeah. our district. We yeah. got postseason hoops coming. And we've got senior night this Friday during NCAA tournament games because COVID. And I was a little, uh, I don't want to say upset because I always love my young bulls at the program, but I was a little worried I would have to miss a couple big games. And the hoops gods gave us Saturday tips for Michigan and Michigan State. There's no other way this could have happened. It's it's the madness gods looking down upon us. I appreciate you, madness gods. Pray for buzzer beaters. Pray for last second shots. Pray for blowouts. Pray for upsets. 
pray for Cinderella's pray for some like scrawny little white kid to come off the bench and hit some shot. And you find out that his grandma's in the hospital and she's going to make it through. But like, this is the moment that meant everything to their family. Pray for some dude that like, no one's, no one can pronounce his name, but he's the son of the coach and the coach has a heart attack mid game, but the guy still hits like pray for these storylines. I got a little out of control there. Didn't I? Good Lord. I, I, I see the vision though. You're right. The mad, the, the, the madness. We want the madness, the madness. We want the madness. Uh, and get in the sleepers bracket challenge on ESPN. We will tweet out the links. The group is sleepers media, capital S capital M with a space in between sleepers media. The password is sleep, all lowercase letters, sleep, and the Venmo, $20 to join the Bracket Challenge, and you will get some sleepers gear as well if you win. Uh, at Sleepers Media is the Venmo. Winner take all, as it should be. Appreciate you, G. Let's do this. Appreciate you, Car. Enjoy the week, folks. We'll talk soon. Peace.